0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's BYTE.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with BYTE. What's up, guys?
1: Part one of the week three preview episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by Bet Online. The wait is finally over and football is back. You might not be able to make it to a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures now. Head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And my guest this week on the Week 3 Preview, I got three of them this time around. We have our own Falcons podcast on the Armchair Network. It's called What's Up, Falcons, hosted by Q, Rock, and Aries. Um, and uh, we had a great time uh, talking about the, the Falcons and the Bears and this upcoming matchup. And, um, you know, the guys are 0-2, or their team, I should say is 0 and 2 and the guys are pretty down on their squad especially after that crazy uh you know crazy game they had on uh Sunday against the the Cowboys they're up 20 to nothing in the first quarter and the Cowboys come you know raging back in the second half to to win it in the fourth quarter on the final play of the game with a last minute field goal there was the whole onside kick debacle and uh and everything else so we have plenty to talk about uh with the guys and and you know in also in fact that that right now, I'm picking the Falcons to win the game, mostly because a well, there's two two main reasons. We'll talk more about this tomorrow on the on the on the on the deep dive preview. A the Falcons can seemingly score points at will. Uh, they managed 25 points last week against the or two weeks ago against the Seahawks week one and 39 points this past week against the. Uh, Cowboys. I mean, Matt Ryan, four touchdowns, no picks, and all the yards in the world and things like that. And, you know, I'm not so much worried about them scoring a ton of points against our defense. I'm more worried that if they do, we don't have the firepower on offense to keep up with them. So the Falcons really seem like a team that is very reminiscent of, like, the 2011 lions or the 2014 lions where it's like matt stafford and calvin johnson were just scoring 35 points a game but had to score 35 points a game because their defense was giving up 30 points a game and things like that and i think that's what kind of team the falcons at least in the first two weeks anyway they gave up 38 to the seahawks week one and 40 to the cowboys week two they might be one of those teams where they're just going to have to outscore their opponents Uh, because their defense literally can't stop them so uh, we talk about that and a ton more so what do you say we go ahead and dive into the show and uh, get on with our conversation myself with rock q and aries from what's up falcons it's part one of the week three preview episode of the bears talk underground so let's get to it Week number three has our beloved Chicago Bears traveling down to Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta to take on the Atlanta Falcons. And here to help us preview this week three matchup for our beloved Chicago Bears, we have a crossover episode, a fellow armchair podcast from What's Up Falcons. We got Rock
2: and Q and Aries. We got three guests on the show. So triple the fun. Gentlemen, how we doing? We're doing good, man. We're doing good. How are you guys doing up there in the windy city?
1: Well, I uh, remember we were talking just before I got started recording about the people not being where their team is from. I'm that mm-hmm. guy as well, because I'm in <laughs> I'm in I'm in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Now it's a it's Chicago Bear Market. We get the Chicago Bear games out here in Cedar Rapids. I am born right. and raised in, from Chicago, but life took me out here, so uh, mm-hmm. I'm in Iowa about four hours from home. So, but uh, it's good, you know, trying to get rid of this uh, summer weather. But, right. uh, you know, so I can turn off the AC. Uh, we yeah. still having our 80-degree days and our typical Midwestern humidity. So, looking forward to get rid of <laughs> that. That's crazy. Yeah.
3: That's <laughs> crazy because it's cold in Atlanta right now.
1: Cold in Atlanta? What's cold in Atlanta? Uh,
3: nope. I think it's
0: cold in Q. the 60s right now.
1: That's cold? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's
0: cold, because yeah, okay. normally, we, uh, <laughs> you, normally you're we're talking. the... Don't forget you're talking to somebody from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, my <laughs> bad. But they you're from cold.
1: Chicago as well, where, you know, we can have those days where the high is 2, and windshield is like negative 12, or something like uh, that, so 60 okay. degree weather, you know,
2: that's...
3: Normally, you know, normally we're in the 90s, and then the 70s. Oh, for sure. But that I, uh, that uh, Tropical Storm Beta is... Um, this is doing us a number right now Ah, so we um we only got to a high of about 72 today and dipping into the 60s but after it passes we'll get back to our what we call Indian summer that's when the when the fall starts but it's still hot as hell
1: so right yeah right so we got three guests so three new people uh three new friends uh of the show so I would like to ask and you can um divvy it up any way that you like. Uh the, the three questions that we typically ask our new friends. A, where are you from? B, where are you now? And then what is your favorite moment as a fan, in this case, of the, the Atlanta Falcons? Go
2: ahead. Q.
3: You wanna start with me? Okay. Uh A I'm I'm from Atlanta.
2: Okay. Um
3: lived in Atlanta all my life. Went to college at the University of Georgia. So um just just moved a little bit away to go to college, so I'm, I've been in Atlanta all my life, and uh, ooh, you guys ain't gonna like my favorite moment as a Falcon, but my favorite moment as a Falcon, if you guys are longtime Falcons fans, or anybody that's a longtime Falcons fan, is um, when Deion Sanders was a 49er, came back to the Georgia Dome, got into a fist fight with Andre Risen <laughs> in the very next play, <laughs> took an interception to the house, I think it was 92 yards, high-stepped Start high stepping at around the forty. That's uh, one of my favorite moments because Dion started his career here in Atlanta, and uh, sure. I could never, I could never leave him. Right. He always had a place in my heart. So, interesting. so that's me.
1: That's it. That's that's interesting. I never heard a, a somebody's favorite f- favorite moment of their team go against them uh,
2: like that before. <laughs> that's a new one for sure. Uh, Rock, how hey, about yeah. you? Uh, r- originally, I'm from South Carolina. Okay. I was that's why I was laughing earlier when you mentioned South Carolina. But I've but I've been here in Georgia since 1989. So I've been in Georgia longer than I was in South Carolina. Sure. So um, so yeah. So I'm there. And what was the other one? I'm sorry. The other Where question? are you from? Where are you now? And your favorite moment as a fan? Okay, from South Carolina. Now still in downtown Georgia, Kirkwood. Yeah. Hey, hey. And uh, my favorite moment as a Falcons fan had to be in the uh, Super Bowl, man. We actually made it to the Super Bowl for the second time. I was here in the city when we did it the first time, but I wasn't as diehard as I was. There's no distance
0: too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this
2: looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it.
0: And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: Man, that sunset is gorgeous.
0: Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you.
2: I could stay here forever.
0: Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today.
2: This is the second time we did it. Sure. So that was like to actually wake up that Sunday morning, put on my jersey, and get prepared for this game that... You know, we made the Super Bowl that, and we were rolling. That we blew? Yeah,
3: uh-huh.
2: we, yeah. We were going to talk about like, that part, but okay. Yeah, it was the getting nipper. Yeah, Getting it part was my favorite moment. It's it's ironic. <clears throat> you can have the f- favorite moment of a uh, <laughs> being a Falcons fan and a worst part of being a Falcons fan in the same day.
1: Yeah, all in the same breath. That's uh,
2: <laughs> as a Bear fan, I
1: know that I know that very well. I d- I definitely yeah. know that very well. So who's Left is who went first? Was it yeah, it's Ares. that's that's Ares went first, <laughs> it's so. my turn?
0: Okay, no, two went first, rock went second. Gotcha, and and me, um, I am from California, California. I live in California. Okay, yeah, uh, been been a Falcon fan since who was that, 80 88, 80 86, yeah, um. The, well, to answer the answer that 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 second that uh, that last question, I, mine's mostly like a two parter. That really hit me to like, okay, this is the team that I'm going to stand behind. Hmm. It was Deion Sanders's first uh, punt return, and okay. and yeah. me me growing up, me, me growing up, my older brother was what was a Rams fan, right? I so so you know, what I'm Rams. saying Rams, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a Rams fan, so I would watch the games with him. And I, going through school, I didn't want to be on the bandwagon with San Francisco and be a Raider fan. I hated, you know what I'm saying, I hated Raider fans. I didn't like San Diego. was nowhere near San Diego. So, you know, I was trying to find my own team. Right. And it was a run back. He, he ran it, he, and it was like, oh, my God, who's who's this guy? He was like, well, that's Dion. I'm like, well, that dude is sick. Like, <laughs> you know. So I, I was like, okay, this is the team I want because of Dion. is what drew me into to Atlanta. And so that was the team I stuck with. And then the really part that really hit me was the game against the, the um, Minnesota Vikings. Okay. When sure, the, yeah. they, they went to the Super Bowl the, uh, the uh, first time. And when they were like, first time to the Super Bowl, I was like, oh, man, it's, this is great. It, that, that was that high. Like, I, you know, I, I was excited. I was happy. So, yeah, that's it for me.
1: Yeah. Jamal Anderson and the Dirty Bird. Uh,
3: and
0: the Dirty Birds. The yeah. He was the true, true Dirty
3: Bird we found out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah we we have some stories
1: <laughs> so i'm sure you do um so here we are guys uh headed into week three uh we got my 2-0 and bears and your 0-2 falcons unfortunately and um yeah. i was i was i was so happy to see how the game started against dallas on sunday because the last thing that i wanted was to face atlanta in atlanta in an 0-2 hole and it's like the last thing you want to do is corner a wounded animal and that's exactly what an 0-2 team is because there's just something about the difference between 0-2 and 0-3 and and is like your percentage to make the playoffs at 0-2 is this and then it's practically zero at 0-3 so you know that's going to be a team that is going to fight until the very last moment tooth and nail or talons and claws or whatever just like with with the uh, Falcons and whatnot, and right. then the rest of the game happened on Sunday, and it just yeah. all fell apart, man. Yeah. What what went wrong in the in the last like five <sighs> minutes of that game? You guys had a fifteen point lead with five minutes
2: <sighs> to go in in the football game. Rock, go ahead. <laughs> you know that's a complex question. <laughs> you know we we. We love the Falcons. We, that's why we started this podcast, and sure. we roll with them, whether good or bad. But unfortunately, we've had a lot of bads, and we've had a lot of unscusable bads. And Sunday was like one of the most prime examples of that since the Super Bowl. Mm. And my, my personal point of view, beginning to end, we need a change in coaching sure. and in and, and upper management. What do you think, uh, Q?
3: I'd have to agree with that. I mean, it's uh, it's definitely the coaching. I mean, anyone that saw that that onside kick realizes that's
1: <laughs> oh man. I mean, that
3: was that was a just a blunder that that yeah. I think you know coaching. That's a, that's on coaching because that
1: absolutely is they came coaching, yeah
3: yeah they came out to the field they saw the kicker sit the ball down. He set it down flat, which I guess that caught a lot of people off guard. And a lot of people don't see onside kicks where you just sit the ball on the ground with no tee. They called a timeout. So after they called the timeout, you're thinking, okay, they're gonna figure something out. And onside kicks aren't always that successful. So you're like, hey, we're we're gonna grab this one, and everything's gonna be all right. But as I watched the moments play out of that onside kick, it was like a it was like a bad a bad dream.
1: And everybody's I mean, TV still that. in one piece. Everybody's TV <laughs> still in one piece yeah. of the house because. <laughs> I know things would have been flying around in my house if that happens. Somebody
2: yeah. up mine. the
0: ball. Mine, mine <laughs> almost broke.
2: Yeah, uh, not mine. I paid too much money for it.
3: <laughs> so try. we, so on our last podcast is that just ended like 20 minutes ago. We we had our feelings as to why the Falcons didn't recover that ball. Do you did you see the play? And do you have any any. Um, comments on as to why you figure the Falcons didn't pick up that ball well, sooner? Well,
1: I'm, I'm mostly in agreement. It's 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 poor coaching because the, the receiving team can touch the ball whenever. Like the moment it comes off the tee, it's a live ball for the receiving team. It's the kicking team that has to wait for it to go 10 yards before they touch it. Watching the play, it's clear that everyone in the Falcons uniform thought they had to wait 10 yards before the ball crossed the, you know, before they could touch it. Uh, as well, and the Cowboys just beat them to it when it actually went uh, ten yards. So it's it's poor coaching, and it's also a lack of awareness on the on the part of the the guys that were actually on the field.
3: So there's a lot of drama behind this play because there are some rules that say, as the receiving team, you can't pounce forward to to retrieve the ball. You have to wait for it to at least go five yards, and then and then it's an eligible ball for you. But it's actually an offsides if you run forward after the ball's kicked. So some people are saying that there is a rule, and I've looked and I've seen it different ways on Google. But there is a rule that 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 did come up in a national championship game in college, and then they said that that it flows over to the NFL and it's, it's the same rule in the NFL. You got to wait for the ball to go five yards. You can't just automatically load the box and then just run forward and pounce, or else going size kick wouldn't, wouldn't be a, a factor because it wouldn't exist.
1: Sure. So
3: there, there's something out there where, you know, and you know, we've, we've been looking and I've been looking and I'm seeing different things, but from what I've seen, there is some type of rule where it has to go five right. yards at least before you can jump on it. And you can't, uh, you can't approach the ball ahead of time. Right. So,
1: well, I mean, maybe there
3: was some miscommunication. I don't know, but, I mean these are pros they should be practicing this stuff every every week so yeah it's still a disappointment either way but
1: yeah I mean he kicked it in such an odd way it was like basically like spinning like an egg on the on the turf right. there but I mean it spent plenty of time between yards 5 and 10 for those guys to jump on it I mean and they just all sat there like it was a live right. grenade and nobody wanted to pounce on top of it and the next thing you oh, know yeah. the Cowboys have it and it's it the next thing you know the game is over because they're kicking the field goal that puts them over and 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 uh, and wins the game. It's it's just you know you just was like these are professionals, man. <laughs> these guys are pros. They should know this stuff, and yet they all sat there like they're a bunch of rubes that have never played the game before.
2: I, I, I we, we talked about that a little bit, and we've listened to local radio when we have our coach actually on, you know, talking you know after the game and giving as much as he can description of what happened and of course you're going to get the coach speak but I believe he said that they knew they knew what they were supposed to do it was just a lapse pressure situation and judgment which I don't buy but I can kind of understand that if it's going an unusual way of doing that you don't want to be the person to screw it up yeah, you know? I get that. I
1: absolutely do. I mean, and that was, I was just thinking that right before you said it was like maybe these guys didn't want to be the one that screwed it up yeah. because of the moment yeah. that that's before them. It's a two-point game now. If they get this back, they can they can go ahead and win this thing. Exactly.
2: Exactly. And, and I mean, that's But I mean, you're
3: forgetting the one thing, Rock. What is that? They saw him put the ball down. They saw he was going to kick it in a way that wasn't typical.
2: Yeah and, and, call they, called a a time a, and they
3: called a timeout to prepare yeah. for it and that's what they came out with after a timeout if they didn't call the timeout you'd be like damn they should have called a timeout and that's how we'd all let it go we'd all let it go like damn they should call a timeout right no, they called the timeout and that's the part that's that makes it so hard to like watch that play and like just see it happen and go uh
0: but see i rather i rather them jump on the ball and take 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 the penalty if there is one rather than have had the the risk of them of the cowboys recovering it. So I'm mean, the that's, penalty that's from
3: the penalty from what I saw is a re kick.
0: Yeah. So if they okay, would have crossed so, that so, line, so, it
3: would have been a re kick. And I'm and like but no Aries, yeah. I would have been happy with a re kick. Because now you get extra time to prepare. Now you get and you essentially and get two you know timeouts
0: to prepare. And yeah. and you know the rule. <clears throat> exactly. <clears throat> exactly. Because they tell you. you know exactly. So why not take that risk? Just jump on the ball and say, you know what I'm saying, that, that they're not going to get it and just take that risk of yeah, them I, either calling on the flag or whatever.
1: I agree with that. I'd rather somebody be overzealous than to sit there and wait until it's too late. And that's exactly right. what happened yep. to you guys. But I have a different philosophy on why it is the Falcons are uh, 0-2. And it doesn't have anything to do with the defense giving up 39 points a game so far. Uh, it doesn't have anything to do with the coaching. This, the reason for this uh, downfall of uh, or this bad start uh, began back in, I believe, April, when you released those god awful brand new uniforms that you guys wear. <laughs> come on and bro come you, on, you, you dress good you play good man and you guys do not look good those uh, are some had, sorry ass uniforms you come on are now you, serious? you had <laughs> those, the those easiest are fire. the easiest color scheme <laughs> in sports black red the, uh, and white the easiest color scheme <laughs> and i don't know pardon my language boys but i don't know how you fuck that up i really don't when those <laughs> uniforms came out now you're talking to Someone who's been, um, you know, in an art, in artist pretty much his whole life. I'm a, I'm a self-proclaimed uniform snob. When those unis came out, I was looking forward to it. I was like, hey, maybe they'll go back to the red helmets like from back in the, you know, back in the day. And, the, you know, like when Dion first joined the team, they had the red helmets and they didn't switch to black until Jerry Glanville came to town. It's like maybe they'll go back to that or maybe red will be the primary color again and then they're releasing and it's like this is the most basic shit I've ever seen in my life how did they put this what did they say no to if this is what they're like yeah thumbs up this is it this is what we're going with and you guys <laughs> you know it's like the circus must be in town because the Falcons are dressed like clowns man y'all look bad oh, wow. it's not pretty at wow. all and don't even get Whoa. me started so, so, on those gradient uniforms that fade from red oh, to black no, it's like
0: those yeah, look, make me look, want to break I'm something. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> look, I'm with you on that one. The ones that fade from red to black are kind of like okay, this is like a like a gimmick or something. Yeah. But that all that all black with those matte with those matte black helmets. I'm sorry, that's clean. Exactly. That I'm is, with you. Mm, that this all like, black.
1: But does the the numbers and then that ATL plate? It's too big. You know, the, I don't know what's going on with the numbers. They're, like, pointy, and, and they're, they're it also looks like they're, like, 80% of the jersey. The numbers aren't supposed to take up that much of the uniform, and they're just so basic. It's like, come on. I mean, and I y'all mean, had the you, some you, of the best uniforms in football university. before that. You were fixing what ain't broke.
0: When you're looking at your uniforms, I, see, I would want the number to, to, to cover the entire jersey. No. no. So, I mean <laughs> – Cause that hideous Blue with the orange stripes I mean come on who was the genius behind that one Bro and is
2: that's... that a real uh, Is that a real C on the side of the helmet Or a uh, 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 fucking i uh, oh, sorry I didn't know if you can curse
0: mean, Come on let's just be real It looks like a toilet bowl
2: seat. You can't talk about the Bears Uni man That's
1: classic <laughs> And it hasn't changed like It hasn't changed and it's never going to Because how dare you you know, that's it needs
3: that's, to change. It's old, touch ooh, it, it's old school.
1: Nah, man. The perfect old yellow school.
0: And green, yellow I mean, and green is the worst combination I can ever put together. But I, I mean, the Packers' uniforms look, look better than yours. I'm sorry. Nah,
1: come on now. <laughs> Them fighting words, man. Where I need to go? South Carolina? <laughs> Georgia? <laughs> California? Georgia. No, Georgia? No. California. Yeah. I'll I'll come But
2: (laughs) But honestly, (laughs) when was the last time the Bears updated a uniform? It's been recently, right? Uh,
1: When they when they did the the Nike switch, when Nike took over the the numbers went from the side onto the shoulders. That was literally the only change to the uniform.
2: And when was that? What year? Twenty
1: thirteen, something like that. Okay, okay. But as far as like the numbers, like nobody has the numbers that we have, and like the style of numbers. Um, things like that. It's you know, it's a classic uniform. It should never change ever. Yeah,
2: kind of looks like reminds me like Commodore sixty four. Yeah, <laughs> eighty.
1: That's all right Fun though. Stuff. They'll be wearing the prettiest uniforms <laughs> in the NFL on Sunday when they wear the the white tops and the blue bottoms. That's the sexiest uniform in football.
0: Oh, so y'all wearing white tops? Okay, so that means I we're believe all so. Black. I we're believe coming so. all black then. Well, yeah. So we're wearing all black again because I I thought with us being a home team that they would. Have on their all whites. And the all whites is clean too.
1: Oof. Yeah, the only uniforms that I liked that y'all released were the were the quote unquote throwbacks, which was basically like the the, or the early 90s uniform with he the regular varsity numbers. And, you know, it was like, that's the uni that I like. That's the so y'all should wear 24 7. Not the. Not I agree with you. That nonsense y'all are wearing <laughs> now. I mean, look at what the Pad Buccaneers. The, can I right sure. Sure. call a pause right now? Sure. Do You want to
3: call a pause right now? We've mentioned Deion Sanders' name at least like three or four times during this podcast. So, big shout-out to Deion Sanders. That's all I'm saying <laughs> right now. Why are we talking about Deion Sanders so much? But in both ways, we've mentioned Deion Sanders' name tonight. And he took a head coaching job on Yeah, he uh, did. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so maybe we can talk about that later. But anyways, yeah. let's get back to it. But I made an say, entrance
1: to his press conference like he was a conquering emperor or something like that. Yeah, you I know, saw that. The dude. I was like, with Saddam, Saddam taking over the, the country again. What's like, going Oh, on? Lord, here we go. <laughs>
3: Police brigade and everything, man. It was crazy. I watched it. But hey, that chick that got out of the car with him, I was like,
1: good oh, Lord have mercy. Yeah, I yeah, still be- got him. His like, wife, Dion's getting it done. I don't know. That's all That's I can say about that. His
2: wife, or who it is. But, yeah. You know. Yeah. Like you said. I, I happened to. I saw that. I had to do a triple take. So yeah, yeah. Very nice. Yeah.
3: Beautiful. Beautiful. Beautiful.
1: Anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was my idea. Like y'all are being punished for putting those uniforms out there for public consumption. That's why you're owing to. Um, but for real. Wow. What, what is the story with the, with the Falcons? Because it's like um, I'm, I'm worried about this game, not only because of the 0-2 thing and, and, you know, a team de- desperate not to be 0-3, but it's obvious that even though the defense is having trouble, you know, stopping opposing offenses, but y'all are racking up the points as well, and I'm caught, I'm caught in the middle of I'm afraid of a team that can put up the points because I'm not sure my offense can keep up. Uh, against uh, you know the the fact like well maybe facing your defense is just the the you know just what the doctor ordered for for the uh, for the Bears offense It's like you know which side of the fence should you know should I be more worried about here?
3: We're Do about you want me to sum it up real quick?
1: Yeah, go ahead.
3: Yeah, I'll sum it up real quick. Last team with the ball. This is gonna be like watching a USC game against any team usc ever played it's the last it's the why, last why are you gonna, bring, why are you gonna bring my college team into it though i'm just saying there's no defense you you could have said
0: the the
1: the,
0: the, the georgia bulldogs
1: georgia though
0: they've had yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know, but they've had some tight games to where they've blown <laughs> leads, too
2: yeah they have yeah so, they have. So, but,
0: so, hey. yeah, don't, yeah leave leave my sc trojans out of it bro it's the last
3: hey I want to say though it's the last team with the ball and that's kind of how I was as the game went on on Sunday and I was watching it I was like thinking to myself it's crazy considering you know we were up like 20 to the zip or whatever it was but I was like this game's going to come down to the last team with the ball and it did I
2: I hear you, Q. and and I I tweeted it out during the game cuz I saw someone else tweet it as well and it's so so true as the model. The motto for our team is no lead is safe. Mm. And they pretty much sent, hammered at home on Sunday. You can't become happy until the clock is at zero.
3: Which is crazy when you have Julio Jones and Kevin Ridley. Exactly. And Matt, Matt Ryan, Ryan. And,
2: and Grady where, Jarrett.
3: And Grades, and the list yeah. goes on. The list goes on. It's just crazy. Yeah. It'd be like if the Chicago Bulls couldn't win a game. You'd be like, what? <laughs> It's almost what it's like right now in Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, we have an all we we literally have an all star team, Pro Bowlers. Calvin Ridley's going to go to the Pro Bowl. Julio Jones is going go to the Pro Bowl. Matt Ryan should probably go to the Pro Bowl. I mean, right. offensively, we got Pro Bowl players, but we're not winning games.
1: Yeah, because I mean, it's just like when you know I'm I'm because because on one side, it's like man, the defense has got to be terrible uh, so far this year. They're you know getting off to a slow start and. Uh, and whatnot. But then you look at it, it's like it's the Cowboys who've got a track team on offense. You know, they got a beast of a running back. They got Dak Prescott. They went out and got CeeDee Lamb. You know, it's like they've got weapons on top of weapons. And you face the, the Seahawks week one. It's, you know, Russell Wilson. It's, it's, um, oh, what's that? Metcalf and, and, you know, all those guys on that side. It's like, okay, so they faced some really good offenses uh, thus far. But 38 points week one, 40 week two. You know, is this going to be a season where you guys are going to have to outscore, like literally outscore the opponents because the defense can't stop anybody?
3: No. I mean, yeah. I just said it. I mean, it's the, it's the last person with the ball. Yeah. It's like watching, you know, Aries, don't get upset. It's like watching a USC game back in the day. <laughs> you know, they had Reggie Bush and Matt liner Last person with the ball wins. Yeah. And that's kind of like how it's going to well, be. God, no, Matt liner was trash, so. Well
2: our defense can't be trusted. Um, uh, Yeah, we we, we can't trust it. And we still have issues that needs to be thoroughly addressed. And And now we have injuries. Yeah, and injuries on top of that. So uh, it's always been an issue. And some folks would say, you know, a change of culture, which me also – which could mean an also change of philosophy as far as we're known as being a high-powered offense. Maybe we should start focusing on a a building the defense.
1: Hey guys, taking a quick break uh, to uh, thank our sponsors. one again, once again at Bet Online, the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet online the go is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures now. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. The show is also brought to you by Manscaped. 2020 has been the year of things happening that are completely out of your control, but there is one thing you can control, and that is shaving your bush. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you a confidence boost through body image. Their ceramic blade and skin-safe technology are designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellas down low. The Lawn Mower 3.0 is also waterproof and comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or in a dark shower. Whatever floats your boat, man. They also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools and it includes tip tweezers rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. The Shears 2.0 Nail Kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. On their website, you'll also find the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. This will help you tame the summer swamp ass with natural hydrators and antioxidants. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a test toner that's like having cologne that is designed for your balls. Go to manscaped.com and check out some of these life-changing products. In fact, listeners of this show will get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk. And with that information, let's get back to our show. (laughs) You know, there's always kind of like when it talks to, especially when it comes to defenses, it, you know, becomes the the chicken and the egg, the vicious cycle, you know, which comes first. And, you know, it's like, you know, for the Bears for a long time, it was, well, we can't get to the passer. But, you know, it's like we can't get to the passer because the secondary is bad. And, you know, so we don't have enough time. The guys are always open immediately and things like that right. is, is Are those the kind of problems that we're looking at with the, the Falcons? You're having trouble rushing the passer. So guys have plenty of time to get open uh, and so on and so forth.
2: Yes.
0: No. Yes. No, I don't think so. Yes. I think, they, I, yes. I think they fixed that problem already.
2: No, we didn't. You think they fixed <laughs> that
3: problem this season? We're working on it, but we so, haven't
0: fixed so it. So are you, are you looking at the game entirety, like, like the final overall points, or are you watching moments in the game to where the defense does their job, but the fact that the offense has, has a, a, a three and out or or a turnover, they have to come right back on the field and do it all over again?
3: I I'm saw looking. that the, the offense had a couple of three and outs, and that and that's fine. But they still put up a lot of but, points. If you put up that what, many what, points in a what, game, you what, should what win the, the game. What was the score at halftime? I don't remember. What was it twenty to twenty? 10. twenty to ten? And then what so, was the score at the end of the so, third,
0: though? Okay, but at, at the at the <clears throat> at the end of the half, they that defense did their job. They held they held the team. Now when they come out, and now you have. What, but the um, score at the end of the third quarter, um, though. But you, but you have, but you lose Alford, you, 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 you you lose DeMonte Casey, you, you lose Dante Fowler, and, and you lose, um, who else? You know,
3: Aries, I, I hear you, I hear you, and I love you, brother. What I'm trying to say is, though, we've had these same guys for years, and we still lost games. So what? what why should kept, I feel differently on Sunday? We, we had those guys for years, and we still lost games. Why should I feel like this year's a better year for these
0: guys? We haven't had those same guys for years. That's what I'm trying to tell you.
2: Most of them we most have Most of them
0: we have, At least eddies.
2: three Offer was, four years.
0: Offer was hurt. He was hurt last
2: right. Okay, but we
3: had. We had most of those same guys for years, no, and no, the same no, no, outcome. No. I don't understand. You know. you don't, it's don't, like the it's the definition of insanity. You don't really change anything, but you expect a different outcome. The yeah, Falcons think, got what they deserved on Sunday. And I hate to see it happen to them, and I hate to see them blow a, a big lead like that. But we look like fools, and now I think we're kind of like the joke of the NFL right now. Personally, because everyone I talk to thinks we're a joke.
1: Well, I don't think you guys are a joke, and I'm not just saying that because I have you on my show or anything like that. Like, I'm I'm genuinely worried about what could happen uh, on Sunday. Now, granted, my I'm, defense I mean, yeah, played yeah, pretty well the in the first two games. But, you know, like I said, I'm I'm worried about not so much about the um, – I'm worried about whether or not my team can keep up with yours. Like, if your offense comes out and scores another, you know, 30 points or, or, or you know, which your offense is completely capable of, of doing, can my offense keep pace with yours to make it a true shootout like the like the Dallas game ended up uh, being? To me, that's the real question about how this game is going to go down. If our defense can slow well, how yours, how do you feel down, about your
0: defense? Well, do that's you the, a on the bench, or, or, or do you put them in? Because that's that's the question.
1: Yeah, well, it's I like
0: I don't think your quarterback can keep up with ours.
1: Right. No, and I don't think so either. But, you know, as far as like putting points on the board, it's going to come down to whether or not our defense can slow you guys down. And we have the horses to do it. I completely believe that. But we've gotten off to a slow start in these last couple of weeks. Right. Now, granted, statistically, we did very well against the Giants. You know, we slowed them down. We only allowed 13 points. We, 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 we knuckled down when we needed to, uh, you know, to, to, to keep it, you know, a 17 13. Uh, a game, but at the same time, we had this game seventeen to three in the fourth quarter, and we let the Giants back into it to where it literally came down to the last play uh, of the game, and that does make you nervous when you're going to face a team that has the firepower that the Falcons have, and you know the the other thing with the offense is like, yeah, we got off to a fast start on Sunday against the Giants, but we scored zero points uh, in the second half, so. You know, that kind of gives you pause as to what's capable, uh, you know, come come Sunday. And God forbid the Falcons put a couple of drives together. Do we have what we what we need in order to keep up with you guys? And I'm not sure that we do. So that's where I think that you
3: do. I think that you do. I honestly think that you do.
1: Well, I think we're capable of it. I just haven't seen us do it. yet. Yeah, I just haven't seen us do it yet. So that's, but as the a thing. Falcons
3: fan, we take average quarterbacks and and believe me, you guys have an average quarterback. Yes, but we take <laughs> average quarterbacks and make them look like rock stars. I mean, it's it's just, it's do just have something that, that we do. Yeah, it's just something we do. Well, I I'm mean, worried, man. I, I I'm worried we're gonna go, we're gonna start off one and four. We got you guys on Sunday. When I, I see you're gonna beat this, I think you're gonna beat this. We got to go to Green Bay right after that, Oof. and then the first one-win game of the season I think we do have is the week right. after that is when we play um, Carolina. I think this Falcons team starts off one and four, unfortunately.
1: Well, I think you guys might be able to get a few of those games back because your because your first four games: Seattle, Dallas, Chicago on Sunday, and then next week your Monday night against Green Bay in Lambeau. Then the next four are Carolina at Minnesota, Detroit, and then at Carolina on Thursday night. Now, I know that we can all Mm -hmm. agree. Well, number one, in those four games, the probability of facing Christian McCaffrey are low at this point because he's four to six weeks with that high ankle sprain. So you might not face him at all, and they don't have much outside of him uh, on the offensive side. Um, Minnesota is not playing very well at all right now so you might be able to sneak one out uh, against them and then we all know uh about the lions i mean you want to talk about a team that's the joke of the nfl right now it's the lions not you guys <laughs> so i mean everybody was, was I hyping up the lions.
0: All, all, all chicago fans don't hate the lions I, you know what? And I don't hate the Lions. I'm just saying
1: that they were overhyped going into the season. They had people like Peter King saying they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to be that seven seed. They're going, you know, they're going to make the playoffs this year and blah, blah, blah. And then they, two games so far they've blown, you know, they blew a fourth huge fourth quarter lead to the Bears uh, week one. Mm-hmm. And then they got out fast on Green Bay and ended up getting smoked like 40 to 20 or something like that. Uh, as well. And it's like Matt Patricia has been the head coach of that team for 34 games and he's won nine so far. So, I mean, this is a guy that was going to come in and change the culture and they were going to be, you know, new England West with him, uh, as the head coach, he's basically done everything he could to alienate everybody who didn't want to toe the line. So that's why Darius Slay's in Philadelphia. Quandre Diggs is in Seattle. He's basically run everybody out of town so that he could have his guys, and he's getting zero results out there. And they're looking really, really bad in the process. So if you want to talk about a team that's the laughingstock or a joke of the NFL, it's Detroit, not Atlanta. So you know you guys in that second half those that second quarter of the season those four games you know whether you're 1 and 3 or 0 oh and 4 or whatever it is i feel like you guys can can do pretty well in, in getting a lot of those wins back with that with that four game slate coming up after this
2: i mean you know I mean. <clears throat> it, it it it's, it's yeah. go ahead rocklin mean, it's,
3: it's, it's it's simple stuff like a team like detroit Matthew Stafford would come in and and look like an all-star. I mean, you got to remember, this is Atlanta Falcons team that lost to the Cardinals last year. We lost to the Tennessee Titans, and two weeks after we lost to the Tennessee Titans, their starting quarterback lost his lost his starting job. Hmm. I mean, we, but he was good enough to beat the beat the Falcons. So I mean, it's just
2: we just have internal issues, personnel issues that we are still facing. And we're still making adjustments for it. I don't think the Falcons are a great team. They have the capabilities of of being a great team. You all, we, everyone sees it and everyone in Dallas knows that they got lucky. There were, there wouldn't be anyone in from Dallas to say that they didn't get lucky and won that game. And that's what we do. I agree. We're, we're chokers and, you know, we can't dance around it. We choke. And it's not just our football team, you know, it's a, Basketball team. I mean, the best team that we have here is the soccer team. But you know, it's been like that for a while. But we still support them. We still push with them, and we yeah. we want to see. You know, we want them to win, man. But it's just like you get so frustrated as a fan that it's hard to defend a lot. You know. Yeah. 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 It's hard, but we do. We every Sunday. I'll be there next. You know, have my jersey on. I'll watch the game. I'm not going to be at the stadium, but I'll watch the game. Because I love the Falcons.
1: I know the feeling, man. I mean, I, I lived through the Mark Tressman and John Fox uh, eras. I mean, that was a that was a long five years uh, for me. And, you know, especially those last three with John Fox. I mean, that talk about, you know, the definition of insanity. You know, the, just right. doing the same thing over and over, inspecting uh, different results. It's like, John, it's, it's not 1985 anymore. You can't run the ball. 85 percent of the time when you fa- especially when the bears had no offensive weapons outside of our running back and we're facing right. nine men boxes and we're just you know poor jordan howard having to plow into the wall of humanity on first and second down and then of course typically we try to throw the ball on third down and we're punting on fourth down and averaging like 14 points a game and wondering why we're three and 13 so i mean i i definitely know uh the feeling of having especially Like with us being podcasters, then you got to go on and do a show about losing your sex game in a row and trying to, you know, talk yourself into, you know, showing up for next week and and doing next week's episode when all you want to do is release a 40 minute episode of you screaming fuck into the microphone. And it just, you know, that's I mean, that's how it feels when you when you have teams that Uh, can't get it done on a consistent basis. You just want to sit there and scream and you know for my show I've been doing it since 2007 so I've gone through a lot uh with this team you know started with Lovey and here we are now with with Matt Nagy as the coach we've been through you know two different GMs and this is my fourth coach now that I've been you know since I've been doing the podcast it's it's been a lot you know you don't get to four different head right. coaches if your team is doing well so right. you know in the 13 right. 14 seasons I've been doing it I've got four head coaches you know, and right now, if this season doesn't go well, my 15th season might start with head coach number five. So <laughs> it's, you know, I, I definitely know the feeling of, of uh, you know, trying to come out here and support a team that at times right. doesn't deserve it. You know, it's like you don't deserve right. the love that your fan base gives you sometimes. And it's hard to go out there uh, and, and do that. I mean, we were eight and eight last year. And it was probably one of the worst seasons I've been through uh, in a long time just because it was such a frustrating year to sit and to sit and watch. I mean, and it's just but you got to do the show. You know, you made this commitment to yourself and to the people that listen to you. You got to go out and do it. And it's it's so hard to do sometimes, man. It really, really, it really, really is. And, uh, you know, but but that's the definition of being a fan is, you know, you have love for the team whether they love you back or not. So, you know, and a lot of times our teams don't love us back, but you know, we we'll be we'll be yeah. there for them this Sunday and next Sunday and the Sunday after that.
2: Exactly, exactly.
1: So, yeah. you know, cuz one of the big things that I was wondering was coming into this season I and mean, especially with with COVID really basically hamstringing everybody into not having an off season is which one of those Falcons teams was going to show up this year, the one that started one and seven, or the one that finished six and two, and saved Dan Quinn's job. You know, I was like wondering which one of those teams was gonna were they gonna pick up where they left off, right. or were they basically just gonna start from the beginning again, like they did last year. I mean, do you guys think you're back in in one and seven mode right now, or is just just a bump in the road until you get it figured out?
2: Aries.
0: Oh, oh, that was direct to me. Okay. Um, I mean, I I think. Right now, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully, I'm 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 the person who's hoping that they pick they pick up what, 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 where they left off. But after sure. these last two games, right? You know, despite the I mean, despite the injuries on, on that, in that second half of the game, we win that. So,
1: how bad has the injury bug bit y'all so far?
0: Just, pretty. just pretty pretty hard because just that just that last game against against uh, the Bears. Uh, I think, what five p- 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 people went out?
3: Yeah. Yeah. We oh, had that last game against the, Cowboy, against yeah, the Cowboys.
0: Cowboys. Yeah. yeah we, um, we
3: were probably the worst bug injured team, probably behind San Francisco. Right? I, was
1: gonna say, I think the 49ers might want to argue with that, argue with you on that one. But
0: I'm, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, I'll give them that. I give them that one all day. Two big players for the whole year. Our players might be out two to four weeks. Yeah. So.
1: So is it no Dante Fowler this weekend?
2: Well, right now they had not We don't, really we don't know
0: yet. Yeah.
2: So I've heard the coach today and he didn't say. He, it was more optimistic that we'll have everybody back. He didn't really say anything about concerned that someone wouldn't make it back. So, so far it seems like everyone will be back.
1: Okay. All right. So, man, I banged up, but, you know, at full strength. Uh, right team on the uh for the for the Falcons on on Sunday so all right well despite all the negative talk you know what's what's going well for the Falcons is is the offense the lone bright spot do we have anything to be happy about on the defense besides the quick start they got against Dallas and then you know gave up a 20 to nothing lead and you know here we are right now at 0 and 2
3: oh wow that's a very good question i i don't want to take that question because it's so good aries rock
2: i would say watch out for our wide receivers yeah they are on a tear and you know you can't stop them unless you know we it's like we have julio jones everyone knows julio jones but calvin ridley is julio jones jr and russell gage is right there with him so we have a tr- uh, triple threat and a uh, wide receiving core.
1: I like your tight end too, um, Hayden. Oh Hurst. yeah, Hayden Hurst. Hay-
0: Hayden, Hurst yeah. Hayden Hurst, yeah. And 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 that's I, I don't think this game Hayden Hurst is going to be much of a factor because they have Mac. So,
2: okay. and on, on the defensive side of the ball, we do have one consistent player that never gets the uh, the glory that he deserves, and that's uh, Grady Jarrett.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And that's, you know, he that is uh, one of our best defensive players if you ask me. Is he a nose or is he an end? Which one what is he? He's an uh, inside. Um, he's,
0: a um, he's a tackle. Okay. Yeah. All yeah, right. he's a tackle. So
1: he's on the inside. So hmm, we'll be able to double him hopefully.
2: Um, you can try.
1: Yeah, well I mean it's just like with, yeah. with our offensive line, I feel like we're better in the middle than we are on the outside. We've played very, very well on the offensive line thus far. Um, it was a big gamble for Chicago and very little that Ryan Pace could do, uh, A, because we had some salary cap restrictions, and B, everybody on the offensive line outside of our new starting right guard, uh, Jermaine Afidi, basically is locked into a contract to like 2021, 2022. So there was very little maneuvering he could do as far as like changing Personnel. So our big off-season uh, acquisition for the offensive line was Juan Castillo, a brand new offensive line coach. So basically, we're just changing the uh, philosophy up front, and you know everyone was like, "Oh God, you know, can he polish the turd that was our offensive line uh, last year?" And two games in, we're, we're we're averaging over 100 yards rushing per game, with last year that was impossible, and you know. <laughs> No holding calls, no false starts so far, which was another, you know, epidemic with those guys uh, last year. So, I mean, small sample size, only two games in. But Juan Castillo is an offensive line coaching god right now as far as I'm concerned uh, with these guys. But our, our weak points are the outside with, with Leno and, and, uh, and Massey. So, you know, those would be the guys that I would try to get after uh, on Sunday okay. if there's a way you could guys could scheme that. You know, is Keanu Neal much of a blitzer?
0: Um, depending.
1: Depending. Yeah. So it's not something that Quinn does often. Is send you know Neil on a blitz or anything like that.
0: No. Um. Right now, I I think he's the one he likes to blitz, Have blitz is the cornerback.
1: Okay. Sure.
0: Sure. So they had they had two cornerback bl- 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 blitzes last week, and... and one hit home.
1: Yeah, so. I was gonna say one of them got home, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Didn't he wasn't that wasn't one of the fumbles at the start of the game? Because I, I watched the highlights and I know there was like a strip sack or something like that in there early on that that led to the twenty to nothing uh, lead.
0: Um, he he got a sack. I don't know if one of, one of the uh, fumbles came from that sack, but he did get a sack. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because I watched the um, the highlights on uh, online um yesterday and um was you know watching and it, it's you just kind of wonder how the game got away from him and then the rest of the highlights pop I'm like oh that's how it happened so yeah he, he did this, he, did he, this
3: research is what he's saying
1: yeah and well it's like I was you know I watched the highlights so I watched 12 minutes of a 3 hour game so um you know I did uh, I did you know at least see what uh, how the game actually unfolded um you know on Sunday uh and everything so it just um I know that um, you know uh, Zeke got butterfingers on one, like the ball just seemed to just drop right out of his hands, and y'all recovered that and were able to put points on the board uh, for it. So very opportunistic early on. Were, were there no turnovers in the second half? Is that how it was that the the Cowboys were able to rack up the points?
0: Yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah. Exactly.
0: They didn't None have no in turnovers. the second half because a lot of the people who caused those turnovers were were hurt.
1: Right. Okay. So what happened to Fowler? Was it like a knee or a shoulder or something like that?
0: Uh right now I think it's his shoulder. Shoulder. Yeah.
1: So mm. so I've so is it a consensus? Do you guys think the Bears are going to win on Sunday? I know I think it was was it Aries that voted for Chicago to win on Sunday no. already? No, no,
2: How does no. everybody feel? No. Aries is the long person this time.
0: Yeah. Okay. You yeah. guys
2: think you guys can pull it
0: off on Sunday? I think Atlanta pulls us out.
2: I don't know how they pull it out. I'm still so d- disgusted with what I saw Sunday. It's hard for me to, <laughs> with confidence, say that that could happen because it's not that they are bad, uh, bad players. It's just you never know what this coaching staff is going to d- cause to screw up whatever True. lead that they may have. This and reminds
3: th- me. This reminds me of the, of last season and the way we started off. We we got into a hole and then. We started digging our way out of the hole, but it was too little, too late. And I think, I think this season's the same way. Yeah, I honestly think this 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 team starts off one in five. And until they I mean, can, sorry, one in four, one in yeah.
2: four. Yeah, and until we can stop doing the same mistakes over and over and being so predictable, which comes with play calling and coaching, I don't see us making it to the playoffs, really.
0: Yeah,
1: and and for me, well, like not I said, in this division yeah yeah I, I don't think this division is going to turn out to be the the tough out that it was looking to be at the beginning uh of the season I mean because already New Orleans and Tampa Bay look human uh with you know I mean New Orleans made Tampa Bay look human and then the Raiders made New Orleans look human yesterday uh on Monday night so you know Carolina has their issues and you guys are already you know owing two so it's like it's not looking good in the NFC South right now where it was like in the beginning you know, y'all can, might have three playoff teams come out of this division. And, and right now, with the way the division is looking, it's like maybe one or two, maybe two. but that I mean, obviously one that's, is going to make it, but, I, you know, it would be a struggle to get a that, second one in there.
3: I think the Saints will be just fine. You're right. They tripped on the banana peel last night, but that's a good-ass Saints team. Their defense was flying around. Uh, listen, I mean Atlanta right now,
0: Atlanta yeah, right
3: I mean, now troop, troop, doesn't want, troop, any, of troop look doesn't want any of that. Drew Brees look old. Yeah, or maybe, maybe they, so, but just, Atlanta uh, right now doesn't want any of that new England team right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, but my concern for for Sunday, we talked about it earlier, is whether or not my if my defense can slow you guys down, then I love our chances. You know, because I think the the, the team that we have is, you know, the the it's because, like you said, Mitch is, a, is is a average quarterback, and he had to improve to become average this year so far. He's right. playing better than he did last year. You guys should have heard me at halftime of that Detroit game. <laughs> I was done. I was done. I was like, that's it? I'm not going to watch Mitch do this again. I watched him do it throughout 2019. 2019 was supposed to be that big leap year for him. It did not happen he regressed he got you know it just it was it was a mess and here we are we have a better option on the bench than what we had last year last year the other option was Chase Daniel now the the other option is a Super Bowl MVP in Nick Foles i'm not going to sit here i don't have the patience to watch Mitch do yeah. this again i don't have the patience <laughs> to watch him do it again and then he comes out and he's a hero in the fourth quarter okay fine so he gets this he gets to start week 2 he plays better uh, against the Giants he's being more consistent but like you said he's improved to just be an average quarterback at this point and I don't know if we're good enough on offense to keep up with you guys if we can't stop you so that's the caveat if we can slow you down I think we'll, we'll win relatively easy but if we can't if it becomes a track meet and a shootout I'll take you guys all day and if if I had to be a betting man about it I would pick the Falcons to win on Sunday
2: that's just the way oh. I feel.
3: Wow, that's crazy. <clears throat> I meant earlier. Um, I said I, I said New I said uh, New England. I meant uh, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, well, I actually Dick, thought you were they referring
1: call to. Big Dick. I thought Big you were Dick referring. Nick. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they call them.
3: They call them Big Dick Nick. When you said I think Big Dick Nick will uh will uh, could still be this. But anyways, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Well, I thought when you said New England, you were referring to Tampa Bay. Since they got half their roster down there anyway. Yeah, I thought that you were talking about as well.
3: oh uh, well we do have a an inside better inside joke going. Should I mention it or not? Even mention no, it? no, 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 no. <laughs> okay, we won't mention it.
2: We have we have a joke going with um Listen to our podcast if you want to know about
3: it. (laughs) Okay, yeah. We'll we'll just just let it go go then. That's the teaser,
1: man. That's how you got to suck them in. It's like, you want to hear the inside joke? Listen to What's Up Falcon on the Armchair Network. You can find it on there. You go. So just Google it. You'll be able to find them. So, but I I think
3: Q personally thinks Saints win this division easily. mm -hmm. I don't see why
1: not. Yeah. I mean, they've already beaten Tampa Bay once. Why couldn't they do it again? So, um, all right, fellas, So let's wrap this up. Um, so it's, uh, it's going to go down on, on Sunday. Uh, hopefully everybody comes out healthy because uh, week two is a disaster across the league. And frankly, right. I thought that's what week one was going to look like because no preseason, you know, thanks to the, to the CBA, these guys basically aren't allowed to touch each other in uh, practice right. and things like that. And then you got to start week one cold and go from zero to 60 just like that. And I thought it was it was ripe for injuries to occur. Like, I thought week one was going to be a bloodbath, and it was relatively relatively uneventful. But then this past Sunday happened, and guys started dropping like flies. So hopefully everyone can remain healthy. My beloved have been fairly immune uh, thus far. I think it's
3: going to get worse. I think it's going to get worse. I, I watched Cardinals. You know and, that's I why, and those guys weren't touch, touching each other. Right.
1: So. Exactly. So, I mean, and that's why, you know, I still, you know, fingers crossed, you know, make sure I say my my prayers to the football gods before I go to bed every night. Say, you know, watch out mm-hmm. for my watch out for my boys in Navy and Orange, you know, because, uh, you know, we're not really built to be a team that's got to try to play with, uh, you know, the next man up as I don't think we're really built for that uh, this year. So. Um hopefully everyone can stay healthy on both sides and uh you know we have a good game on Sunday that's worth talking about. Definitely. All right guys, where can we So with uh, that
3: being said, we wanna do uh, we wanna do predictions?
1: Didn't we do already? It's like yeah, I picked we the did Falcons. It Who's not picking <laughs> the Bears?
3: Did anybody did everybody pick? Yeah. I picked the Bears. Okay, okay, okay. So I'm I think sorry.
1: I think you're the lone wolf here. I'm not picking the, the Bears to win. Yeah, I think you're the only one picking. I didn't. The bears. I didn't remember hearing. Yeah. Aries even even the Bears guy was yeah, picking the Bears. So, you know, it's <laughs> okay. It's, it's yeah, the I'm it's not. it's the zero and three hole. It's the you know the the offense that we might have trouble keeping track with, and, and you know I just think it's more probable that you guys will outscore us than we'll be able to outscore you. That's so that's my concern. So I'm just. I I think me. Here we go. Attract well, it's you know, it's it's it's. I say the same thing every week for my review uh, episode or my preview episodes. Like especially with the lousy football teams that we've had over the years, can we win on Sunday? Absolutely, we can absolutely win the game. We can beat the Falcons, and we we need this this and this happen. Will we win? <sighs> no. So so, Probably
3: so what's your record so far then?
1: Uh, it's pretty it's good. It's any given Sunday. Actually. You know, it is. I mean, and that's the sport. I mean, that's what makes football so great is the, the any given yeah. Sunday aspect of it. I mean, I, as a Bears fan, you know, we've had some pretty lousy teams win some pretty amazing games. One of my favorite ever was a Monday night game late in like the 2009 season. The Bears are just playing the games because the NFL says they have to. Like the season's been over for weeks now. But, you know, they're playing. It's a Monday night game, week 16. They're bringing in the Minnesota Vikings, Monday night football. And this was the great Favre team uh, that, you know, went to the NFC championship okay. game. And we beat them in, in overtime. And with no business beating this team, and we beat them uh, in overtime. It's, it's known as the Devin Aroma Shadu game because this one kid uh, who had been a nobody on the roster forever – caught like 12 passes for 146 yards, including the 40-yarder in overtime to win the game, like a walk-off touchdown to win it, and then we never heard from him again. You know? Was that, what, what was that name again? Devin Aroma Shadu.
3: Never heard of him. Exactly. exactly. Never heard of him. You know. Know. But he's
1: a Chicago yeah. legend because he kicked the crap out of Minnesota when we had no business beating that team. They come into Soldier Field and we beat him. Uh took overtime to do it, but we we beat this team that was like 13-3, and three, and because of us, they did not get home field advantage. That's why they had to play that NFC Championship game in the Superdome that year,
2: not in Minnesota. Wow. Yeah. That I'm sorry. That, yeah. that sounds yeah. like a name. What's, your,
3: what's like? your record so far this season? Hold
2: on, Q. That, that sounds like a name of a porn star.
1: Devin Aroma <laughs> should do sounds like a porn name.
3: African African boom porn star.
1: <laughs> I think I we know, just I stopped there, it. you know as I think that where how do we top the conversation when we when when Devin Aroma Shadu is a porn name that's an African porn star. an African, okay.
3: African porn star with those mixed wow. signals okay,
1: yeah, okay.
3: All right. Wow. So Wait, I can I not say that? Was that not funny? I no, thought that was funny. Right. <laughs> I said that's all right. I
1: mean, hey,
3: what's your, right. Your, what's your what's your record so far? What's your record so far
1: this year? I well, I, I thought we'd win both games so far this year, so I'm two and zero thus far oh, with my okay. uh, picks. I but I also thought that we'd steamroll the Lions and the the Giants, and that didn't happen in either case. So um, yeah, so maybe this will be an easy win, and I'll take my first L. Uh, as far as making picks uh, this year, I got no problem with that. Yeah, I, I got no problem. So. Either way, I yeah, win. I you know what I'm saying? So. I'm picking them to picking them to lose it. If they win, I still win. So there you go. So I'll take everybody's the winner. Absolutely. All right, guys, this has been fun. Thanks so much uh, for coming on the show. Where can we find having uh, uh, so Yeah, absolutely. Think. Where can we find uh, what's up Falcons?
2: You can check us out on Twitter at, at what's up falcon. So you also check us out at, uh, what's up Falcons.com. You can check us out. Definitely exclusively at armchair all American. And, you know, we're on Spotify, Pandora, all your local podcast podcast outlets. Exactly. Yeah. And man. iTunes. Definitely.
1: All right. So we got Q, we got rock, we got Aries. Thanks so much for being on the show, guys. We'll talk to you again soon.
2: All right. Thank you.
0: All right. Okay, thanks
1: thank for you. Me. I want to thank my guests Rock Q and Aries from What's Up Falcons if you want to hear uh, their show just go ahead to uh, to the armchair network or to what's up falcons uh, dot com to hear what they got going on uh, over there and uh, I am looking forward to this game on Sunday I'm very interested to see because I was just watching a like a three-minute preview video online uh, today about the Bears and the Falcons upcoming matchup and uh, it's it's like it, uh, it appears that at least in the first two weeks the Falcons are stingy against the run but seem to be a swinging gate when it comes to the passing game it's um, like that might be a little bit skewed, especially from last week, because the Cowboys were were so far behind uh, throughout the game that they had no choice but to pass to get themselves back into it. So but Dak Prescott threw for 450. Russell Wilson threw up a bunch of yards and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So maybe this is the, the game where our offense figures it out and they are they'll light up the scoreboard and then it's up to our defense to, at the very least, slow the Falcons down. So um, we'll see on Sunday. I'm very interested. We'll talk more about it tomorrow uh, on the uh, on the deep dive preview. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that and, and what I think my keys to the game are, even though I kind of just laid them out there for you. But um, nonetheless, uh, come back tomorrow for part two of the uh, week three preview. We'll wrap up this week and get you ready for Bears-Falcons on sunday see if i can talk myself into a bears victory between now and and tomorrow but uh you'll have to come back in and listen uh to find out so until then my name is larry d and this has been the bears talk underground